Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and shalom. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim with Cradle of Hope. And today is Tuesday, February the 20th, 2024. And today, well, it's Teacher's Tuesday, but first, a word from our master. And now from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim, Cradle of Hope, live blog radio. Yes, it is. And today, well, it is Teacher's Tuesday, but I have a few announcements. First of all, we are coming up to our April quarterly. That will be April 5th, 6th, and 7th. And be sure and get your registration in for that. And that registration is $25 per person. Children 11 to 6 are 10. We also have live streaming that is available on our YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet. And that is Friday night with Prophet Mark Reinbold and Wednesday evening with myself. Check out our website, www.jewishprophet.com, for more information. Well, today... We're going to finish up the sermons that I've been doing on a wounded heart, a wounded heart. In John 10.10, it says, the thief, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what. That's what darkness wants to do to you. Darkness wants you to have a wounded heart. Darkness wants you to have a pity party. Darkness wants you to be down in the polywogs. But Yeshua said, I am come. I have come. The sun. 
and they might have it more abundantly. When you're having a pity party, you don't feel like you're having an abundant life. But it's not based on feeling. It's based on spirit. It's based on spirit. If you have, if you have right now, if you're having a pity party, if you're feeling like you're down in the bolly walls, today's just not a good day, Sister Donna, for me. I want you to say, Yeshua came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeshua came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I have life. I have abundant life. Thinking that. You find this scripture in John 10, 10, and you just read that second part every day until you get out of the polywog. Until you quit feeling sorry for yourself. You have Yeshua, the Son of God, living inside of you if you've received him as your Lord and Savior. I have life, and I have life abundant, and you can too, because he gave it to you. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people, are you his people? Are you his child? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou has rejected knowledge, I will reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God, I will forget your children. Don't reject knowledge. Don't reject the knowledge of God. God's word is knowledge and wisdom to you to know how to live. This should be rhema to you. I have abundant life in Yeshua. Hallelujah! I'm telling you, do a little Holy Ghost jig. You see, Yeshua said, yeah, Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you life. He overcame Satan. He overcame. He overcame. He overcame. He overcame. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set life and death blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. You see, you have a choice. I have a choice. You can choose to be all down in the dumps. You can choose to have a pity party. I remember years ago, I first started listening to prophets. And I remember hearing him say, God doesn't join your pretty parties. You hear that? God doesn't join your pity parties. He don't come to your pity party. But I'll tell you what he will come to. He'll come to your praise and worship. 
He'll come to that. You see, do you understand? I want you to understand. We're talking the spirit world here. We're talking the spirit world. What's going on in the spirit world? Darkness comes, and and darkness throws something at you to try to kill you, destroy you, to make you go into a pity party. And God says, I want you to give me a sacrifice of praise. That means I want you to praise me in the midst of that trial that's going on. The darkness is trying to steal from you your joy. And in the spirit, in the spirit world, when you're sitting there praising God, when all hell is breaking loose in your life, darkness is going, wait a minute, what's going on? We've thrown the book at them. And they're still praising God. What's happening? It confuses darkness. It confuses them. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on? How how can they be happy and praising God? When I've done this, there's sick, there's death, there's destruction. I'm trying to destroy them. But you're giving the sacrifice of praise to God Almighty. And he comes into your midst. And he says, you chose life. And you chose it more abundantly. Hallelujah. You chose life. And he says, I have a plan for you. A plan for you. He says, I have given you life. And life more abundantly. I'm telling you, there is somebody today that's trying to get a hold of this. And you need to get a hold of it. You need to get a hold of it. God does not attend your pity parties. He doesn't attend them. He said, I set before you life or death. Choose life. I set before you blessing or cursing. Choose blessings. Choose blessings. Choose blessings. Turn with me to Colossians chapter chapter 3. We're going to read quite a bit here out of Colossians chapter 3. I'm telling you, this is an excellent, excellent book to read. It's not very long. Colossians chapter 3, we're going to start. Yekarabushikai! Yekarabushikai! We're going to start in verse 12. Colossians 3, 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. Now, I looked this up in the Amplified years ago. And it's like, clothe yourself. What did you put on this morning? Well, you know, I put on, I put on, a top, I put on my shoes, I put on my watch. God says, 
put on as the elect of God. As the elect of God. Holy and beloved bowels of mercy. If you don't have mercy on others, you're not part of the elect. Kindness. Humbleness of mind. Are you high-minded? You're not part of the elect. Mercy. Meekness. Long-suffering. Well, I just can't put up with it any longer, Sister Donna. Then you're not the elect. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. The elect are to put on, are to clothe themselves with vows of mercy, with holiness, Kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, putting up with one another, giving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also ye. Is there something in your life that Christ hasn't forgiven you of? Nope. He forgave you of everything that you repent for. He forgave you of everything that you repent for. So what is your problem? You, well, I just can't forgive them, Sister Donna. You just don't understand. They, they were cruel. Well, they were cruel to Christ, too, the ones that hung him on the cross. But he said, Father, forgive them don't know what they're doing. You have to be forgiving each other, even as Christ gave you. Let me tell you something. Even in the Lord's Prayer, it says that if you don't, that you are to forgive as Christ forgave you. And in the scriptures, it says, if you don't forgive, God cannot forgive you. Forgiveness is important. It depends on your life, eternity, as to whether you'll forgive or not. How many people, how many people are going to burn in hell because I just can't forgive them for what they did to me? God, God, breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. It breaks God's heart too. Verse 14. Above all these things, he's still talking about what you're supposed to put on in the morning. Okay? What you're supposed to wear every day. Put on charity, which is love. But then he explains the importance of love, which is the bond perfectness. Now, bond is like a glue, okay? It's what holds things together. If you are the elect, you are going to have love that glues 
the perfectness in you. I'm telling you that is so deep. That is so deep. The bond of perfectness. He's not done yet. He's not done yet. He says, and let the peace of God rule in your heart. Now, let me tell you something. When you're having a pity party, you don't have any peace. When you're down on the polywogs, when you're worrying, there's no peace. Every day you are to put on the peace of Christ and let it rule. Let it be in charge of your heart. Let it rule. Let it be the umpire in your heart. Oh, Shakahai. Telling you, I'll never forget when God gave me revelation. Because you see, I was undecisive because because you see, I had to make a decision that I want I wanted to make sure it was perfect. And I couldn't make a decision because what if it wasn't perfect? If you haven't listened to the pieces the empire that I did, get it. If you have trouble making decisions. And God began to show me, you got to make the decision. And then the peace will come. And if it doesn't come, then you know you made the wrong decision. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. To which also you are called in one body and be thankful. We are called to allow peace rule in our heart. We are called to have that peace of God. And we're called to be one body and to be thankful. Telling you, if you're having if you have a wounded heart, if you're struggling with your attitude every day, if you're having trouble being in the polywogs and the pity parties and the down and out, you need to write this scripture out and meditate it every morning. Let it be your faith project. I choose life. I'm the elect. And I will put on today mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. I'll put up with it, Lord. Bearing one another. God, I forgive them. I forgive them, Father. Even if Christ forgave me, I'll forgive them. And above all these things, God, I love them. I will love them, Father. I'll love them enough to pray for them. God, your peace, your peace that I know, that I know that you are in charge, Father. The world's going to go to hell in a handbag, but God, you are in charge. 
And Father, I'm thankful. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, Father. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. If you will do that with 12, 13, 14, and 15 every day, speak it out until you can, can have a different attitude every day. And Christ's word will dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Change your mind, life. Change your life. It'll change your life. And I want you to look at verse 17. I'm telling you, this is such a powerful, powerful set of scriptures. Whatever you do, what are you doing right now? Whatever you do. What are you doing today? Whatever you do. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Yeshua, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. What are you doing? Take this job and shove it. No. Father, thank you that I have a job to provide for my family. Thank you, Father, that I have a home. Thank you, Father, I have a car. Thank you, Father, I have the finances to live. Whatever you do, Thank you, God, I have the opportunity to preach on blog. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord. Giving thanks to God and the Father by him. I'm telling you. Can you do that? Can you do that today? Can you thank him? Whatever it is that you're doing, can you thank him? Yes, If you are the elect, you can. That's how the elect behave. And I want to be part of God's elect. How about you? I want to be part of God's elect. How about you? Yes, Thank you, Father. I want you to go on down. Verse 23. I'm telling you, if you can get a hold of this today, you can get a hold of it. You can understand it. God has made a way for all of us. She cut a Baha'i, she cut a Baha'i. 
She cut a bahio. She cut a He made a way for us. He said, I give you life. I give you blessings. Choose life more abundantly. But you see, you and I choose. We choose what we're going to put on. You're going to put on the polywogs today? You're going to put on the feel sorry for me today? You're going to put on what today? You're going to put it on, huh? 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 What are you putting on? What are you wearing? Let's go down to verse 23. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not. Now listen. Listen. Whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord, not unto man. You see, when we are doing it to please God, God, we're not worried about man's opinion. And he said, do it heartedly. Do it wholeheartedly. Do it with everything inside of you. Shika, shika, shika. Knowing that the Lord, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he that dwelleth, that doeth wrong, excuse me, shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect to persons. You see, it's not our job to pass judgment on those who do us wrong. It's God's job. God's job. And God will take care of it. God will take care of it. If you remember, we started out talking about Saul. We talked about Saul. Remember how Saul, back in First Samuel, God had told he told Samuel to go tell Saul, "I have not forgotten what the Amaleks did to Israel when they came out of Egypt. I haven't forgotten how they treated my chosen people." And he said, "I want you." King Saul, I want you to go and kill every man, woman, child, and all of the livestock. I want you to take nothing. God is the God, the avenger, not us. You see, God hadn't forgotten. Israel may have thought he'd forgotten. Well, God, why didn't you? Look what they did to me. You may be saying, God, look what they did to me. Look how they mistreated me. Do something, God. Dad, what do we do? We have unforgiveness in our hearts. We refuse to forgive them. 
now you're the problem, not them. God says, you forgive as I've forgiven you. And I will remember what they did to you. And they will, they will receive for the wrong which they have done. And I won't be a respecter of person. You see, when you are unforgiving, you're wrong. And you're going to receive for the wrong that you've done. But when you forgive, then they will receive for the wrong that they have done. just may not be as quickly as you'd like it to be. But God's not going to forget. He's not going to forget. He's not going to forget. God doesn't forget. God just does it when? In his own time, when the time is right. You and I don't know when the time is right. The Amalekites received judgment from God in his timing. It had been a little while. It had been a long while. Maybe, maybe the problem was Israel had to forgive. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us that. But it says God said, I have not forgot what they did. I have not forgotten what they did. I have not forgotten what they did. And I want you to go and do this, Saul. Do you see, do you see the importance? Well, God, they're just not treating me right at work. They're mistreating me, God. Well, don't get into polywogs. Praise him. God, you gave me life more abundant. I can forgive, God, because I've been forgiven. I'm an overcomer. I'm above and not beneath. I am above the way that they have treated me. Can you be above the way they've treated you? Can you be above the way they treated you? Many people can't. Many people can't. But you see, if you are part of the elect, it says up here that you're going to have bowels of mercy. You're going to have mercy. God. They don't know what they're doing. You can have kindness. You can have humbleness of mind. You can be meek and long-suffering, and you can put up with them. You can put up with them. Mr. Donna, I've had it. I can't handle it anymore. I'm done with the way they've been treating me. Really? Really? Now you're going to be, now you're going to be over here and you're going to receive for the wrong that you've done because you quit forbearing. You quit putting up with them. Oh, Lord. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy on us. What did you put on this morning? What did you put on this morning? Look in Luke chapter 10, verse 34. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. We have to learn to forgive. We have to learn to forgive. There isn't any of us that doesn't make a mistake. You're going to have to forbear. You're going to have to put up with other people making mistakes or doing it deliberately. And you're going to have to love each other just the way they are. You're going to have to pray one for another. Each of you do one of two things. You either put God's word and put it into your spirit by by reading it, praying it, speaking it, meditating it. And it guides your footsteps. Or you or somebody else. Put something else in you and you guide your own steps. A good Samaritan saw the wounded man and he bound up his wounds. He poured oil and wine, put him on his own beast and brought him to the end and took care of him. There are those of you today who are wounded. And I want today, I want to to pour the oil and wine, love, and healing power into your wounds. I want to pray for you. In Isaiah 61, it says, Isaiah 61, verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Are you brokenhearted today? To proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prisons to them that are bound. There's liberty in God. There's liberty.
Today, I want to pray for those of you who have a wounded heart. Two more scriptures. Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart. And save as such that are of a contrite spirit. Is your heart broken today? It's right there. I remember years ago, I, I worked, I worked a, a little while at a Bible bookstore, and I remember the picture that came out of, of a beach scene, and there were two steps or, or footprints of two people, but then there was only one. And I can't remember, it was a poem or something. But the essence of it was, the person was saying, God, when I needed you most, you weren't there. And he said, oh, yes, I was. Because I picked you up and carried you. God doesn't leave us. God doesn't leave us. He's right there. You feel all brokenhearted? God's carrying you. He's carrying you. He's trying, he's trying desperately to get you to understand his word. To walk by faith. To believe his word. To choose life. Psalms 147.3 He healed the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. God is healing you today. God is going to bind up your wounds. He's going to bind them up. And then you, you grab Colossians. You grab Colossians chapter 3, 12 through 17. You grab John 10, 10. You grab Hosea 4, 6 and Deuteronomy 30, 19. That's your homework. You grab those scriptures, write them out on note cards, sticky notes, and you speak them every day. God is giving me abundant life. I choose life and blessing. Choose knowledge. I choose to put on as the elect of God. Bows of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, patience. Forbearing, putting up with those who are hurting me. And forgiving them. And loving them. And God, I'm going to let your peace rule. I'm going to let your peace rule in my heart. Not the turmoil of death and destruction. 
with your peace, Father. And I'm going to let your word dwell richly in me. You see, you can't just do this and say, okay, God, I'm going to do this. You got to get in the word. You got to get the word in you. You got to get it from your head knowledge to heart knowledge. And I'll sing praises, Father. I'll sing praises. I'll start out, Father, with the sacrifice of joy. But eventually, joy, unspeakable and full of glory. And everything that I'll do, everything that I do, Going to work, facing those people who who hurt me. Father, everything I'll do, I'll do it with a thankful heart, giving thanks to you. And I'll do it unto you, not unto them. That, that is what you need to do. So that you can walk in the healing that God's going to give you today. And if you don't do it, oh, this is just a prayer. It's just a prayer. You have to apply God's word. Let's pray. Father, I come before you. Father, I lift up to you the brokenhearted, the wounded, Father. Father, I reach into their heart, and that wounded heart, and I pour the oil, Father, and the wine. Yay! Yay! I reach in and I pour the oil and wine on that wounded heart. And I speak healing. I speak healing. I command healing of that wounded heart. Father, ye could have bow shika I want you to feel the warmth. Feel the warmth of his love as as the oil and the wine flows down over you. It's there. I can feel it. It's there. Shika, 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 shika. God loves you so much. Ikurobo shaka. Ishokohobakasha. Bask in it. 
bask in it. Allow him. Allow it to ooze into the pain. He loves you so much. He gave his only begotten son. Die for you. He gave you life. And life more abundant. Receive it. Receive it. That's it. That's it. Just release the pain. Release it! Let it go! God loves you. God loves you. In Yeshua's precious name, I pray. In Yeshua's precious name, I pray. Amen. Now, I want you. God ministered to you today. If you felt that warmth, If you know, I want you to email me. I want you to email me and let me know. And then I want to know, have you wrote those scriptures down? Are you doing? Are you doing it? Are you reading? Are you rebuilding? Because it's going to take that rebuilding, the renewing of your, of your heart by the word of God for you to change. That's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Yekushika. Yekushika. I want to thank each of you for tuning in today, and I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. Shalom.